Hello, and welcome to the EV Prince series podcast. My name is Victoria Wright, inspirational writer and author of the EV Prince series, a trilogy of books that tells the story of a 40 something woman named Evie Prince who experiences a life altering spiritual awakening. Evie's awakening causes her to question her life and seek answers. As a result, she finds herself in a place that she never thought she would be, single, unemployed, and completely unsure of what to do next. This will not be your usual podcast. In each episode, I will read a chapter, then highlight key reminders that were included to help you, as they have helped me, on your journey of discovery and remembering what you know to be true but have chosen to forget. To learn more about me in the series, please visit www.healingwords.online. Welcome back to Listen Within, a novel of discovery and finding true self, written and narrated by Victoria Wright. Copyright 2021 by Victoria Wright. Today's episode is Chapter 12, The Key. The house was finally feeling like my own. Prior to bringing all of my grandfather's clothes to the thrift store, I called over to Mr. Brown to see if he wanted anything. Thanks for asking, Evie. There is one item that I've always been fond of. His oilskin jacket. Of course, take it. It's yours. I happily handed it over to him. Mr. Brown held it carefully in his hands for a few minutes, as if contemplating. Then he looked at me and said, Do you know how proud your grandfather was of you? I blushed, but held eye contact with Mr. Brown and said, Actually, no, I don't. He never told me. Well, you know that wasn't his way. That may be true, but he was clear as day when he said to give up painting and get a real job. Hearing him say that broke my heart. That was the gift that Grandma had given to me, and he wanted me to give it up. I replied with tears in my eyes. He knew he hurt you, but he was just protecting you. From what? I demanded. He didn't want you to end up like your mother. What? Dead? I'm really trying not to be disrespectful, but what right did he have? I know absolutely nothing about my mother or how she died. I don't know who my father is and barely know anything about my grandparents. Everyone just left me in the dark to fend for myself. I unknowingly raised my voice. Do you know what that does to a teenager? I gave up the love of painting to please my grandfather. Then I worked hard, like he said, sticking to what I know. But did he ever say he was proud? Let me answer that for you. No, he didn't, I screamed. Now I'm supposed to believe that he was proud and that he broke my heart to protect me? I stopped to take a few deep breaths. (sighs) (sighs) 
Mr. Brown, I'm having a hard time understanding all of this, and I'm trying not to take it out on you. Evie, there's a lot that you don't know. I'm not the one to judge whether or not your grandparents managed it all properly, but you have to understand that they lost their only daughter and they wanted to make sure that they cared for you in the best way they knew how. There is a lot that you will discover as you continue to go through the house. If you ever have questions, don't hesitate to ask. Your grandfather and I were best friends for a very long time. I'm here to help you. I always have been, and I always will be. I made him that promise. With that, Mr. Brown walked out and quietly closed the door. Right there, in the exact spot I was standing, I broke down, absolutely sobbing. So many questions. So many secrets. Who am I? Who was my mother? Why did I suddenly feel so alone? My knees buckled and I melted to the floor in a puddle of tears. I didn't even know how much time had passed when I slowly opened my eyes to the sound of my phone. Hello? I answered with a soft, dry, scratchy voice. Evie, are you okay? I didn't answer immediately, finally saying, I will be. What? What does that mean? Hendrick stammered. I came back to start a new life, but I'm realizing that before I can do that, I need to learn about my family's lives so that I can finally become my own person and not who they thought I should be. Evie, just remember you are strong. This is your life. Don't let your family's lives and their decisions change how you want to live yours. Thank you, Hendrick. I needed to hear that. There are so many secrets. Or just things that I was not told that really influenced how my grandparents raised me. I try to remember that they did what they thought was best for me, but they didn't realize how their decisions impacted me. Hendrick took a deep breath. Please remember that fear is based in love. Knowing that will help you see more clearly. I tilted my head to the side. I'm not following. People act certain ways out of fear. They are afraid of losing something that they love, be it lifestyle, money, Fame, family, love, health, it can be anything. They do the things they do to protect what they love. You may not agree, but to them, it was the only way they knew how to protect the one thing they loved. Look at everything through the lens of love. You may not forgive, but you will at least understand. I know this may sound silly, but can I have one of your hugs? I really need one right now. Happy to oblige. At that moment, a warm feeling came over me, 
It was so peaceful and loving, and it was exactly what I needed. Thank you. No, thank you. I will check in on you in the morning. Have a good night's sleep. Good night, he whispered. Good night, I replied. I was out of the house early, trying to clear brush from the deck and around the house before the day started heating up. I could hear Mr. Brown next door, so I peeked through the bushes to say good morning. You're up early this morning, he greeted. Yep, trying to beat the heat. I just wanted to come over and apologize. I felt horrible that I lashed out at you. No apologies needed. I know your words were not meant for me. He brushed it off. I have some free time today. Do you need some help? I would love some. I don't remember how my grandfather kept the garden, so I'm apprehensive about cutting everything down. Evie, this is your house now. Don't try to make it what it used to be. Make it what you want it to be. That's a great point, and you are the second person to say it to me. It's time for me to hear it and live it. As we worked side by side, I felt like how I used to when I was young, helping my grandfather care for the garden. He'd had flowers, vegetables, and herbs. He would always have a table out at the end of the road with extras. He would just put a can out there and ask people to pay what they had for what they took. Sometimes he would make money. Other times, he would not. All he knew was that he was helping his neighbors who might not be as fortunate as him. Mr. Brown, can I ask you something? Sure, what's up? When you smudged the house, what did you exactly do? I was cleansing the energy around and in your house. I asked the Great Spirit to remove any negative energy and to replace it with positive. As the smoke from the sage lifted, it took my prayers up to the universe, creating a connection between our physical existence and the non-physical. I was silent for a while, then I finally mentioned, I'm just learning about spirituality. What do you mean, you're just learning? This is something that is innate in all of us. We are all spiritual beings he said somewhat impatiently. I guess I should rephrase. I am just remembering and acknowledging I am a spiritual being. Good, Mr. Brown boomed. All you need to do is be quiet and listen to nature. It will tell you everything that you need to know. This is how I've always lived my life and my ancestors before me. The animals, from the fish to the hawk to the creepy crawlies, know how to live a present life. The trees, the ocean, and the winds give us lessons every day. Appreciate them, and they will share their wisdom with you, always. Mr. Brown, do you ever hear voices? I questioned. Yes. It's one of the many ways that the Great Spirit communicates with us. Is the Great Spirit within you? Mr. Brown softened. Yes, 
We are all one. The Great Spirit is within all of us, and we are all within the Great Spirit. That said, he turned back and continued to work. We called it a day around 11. I invited Mr. Brown in for an early lunch, and we laughed and reminisced about the time that I got caught trying to sneak back into the house after curfew. I had thought I was being slick, but I had ended up going through the burr bush and had to wake my grandparents to help me remove them from my hair and clothes. Just before he left, he asked, I suppose you stumbled upon the footlocker in your grandparents' room? Yes, but it was locked. He handed me a key. Your grandfather asked that I give this to you when the time was right. I took the key, passing it back and forth between my fingers. I knew this would answer many of my questions. I looked at him, teary-eyed and mouthed. Thank you. Girl, you better call me. I haven't heard from you in over a week. I read the text, put down my coffee, and called Riva. Good morning. Uh-huh. Oh, don't be mad at me. Things have not been what I'd expected, I explained. Well, tell me, what is going on, and how soon do I need to be there? She questioned. Give me another couple of weeks. I still have to clean out my grandparents' room. Then I will have a proper place for you to sleep. So, where are you staying now? In my old room, I murmured. Sounds like there's a story behind this. What is it? I can't bring myself to sleep in their room. I feel like I'm intruding. Plus, I'm storing all of my stuff in there until I can get it unpacked, I continued. I would like to have an estate sale, and I could definitely use your help getting ready for that. Sure, I could be there in a couple of weeks. Just keep me posted. So, what else is happening? Just a bunch of emotional stuff. Being back here reminds me of things that I tried to get rid of. Things that I didn't understand or didn't really want to know. Now I have to face them all. Evie, just remember to give yourself some grace. Family issues always run deep, and for many, it takes their whole life to sort through them. Don't expect to have everything understood in two weeks. Take your time. They had a lifetime before you came into the picture, but it was their life. Riva reminded me. Yes, I know. Thank you. We closed the call with me promising that I would call her every week, just so she knew I was okay. I took a deep breath in and let it all out. <sighs> then I did my protection visualization and asked my higher self for grace as I learned about my family history. That done, I took the key from the kitchen windowsill and headed into my grandparents' room. After moving a number of boxes, I finally reached under the bed to pull out the footlocker. It was heavier than I thought it would be. I dragged it out and into the living room, sitting on the floor just staring at it. What could be in here? How would this change my life? 
I took the key, gently placed it in the lock, and turned. When I opened the locker, I was stunned by the number of items that were in the locker. Everything was neat and organized. It contained photos, clothes, toys, newspaper clippings, and something wrapped in a brown paper bag. I ran my fingers gently over the items, trying to determine where to start. I landed on a photo with scalloped edges, a picture of my grandparents and a small child. I turned it over, and in pencil was written, Ava, Lily, and Peter, 1964. As I flipped through the photos, I found more of my mother from elementary school, high school, birthday parties, out fishing, working in the garden. Many of them showed my grandfather smiling and laughing with my mother. There was a beautiful picture of my grandmother showing my mother how to paint, just like she used to show me. I got the sense that my mother had a happy childhood. When I lifted out all the photos, there was a stack of postcards wrapped in ribbon. Some dated back to 1985, and then as recently as 1996. They were mostly from South America. I flipped one over. Hi, Mom and Dad. Made it safe and sound. We've already broke ground on the school, and the team should have it completed within another couple of weeks. Give my love to Evie. Love, Ava. I looked through a number of other postcards. All had similar messages. My mother helping build schools, teach children, helping mothers all throughout South America. Why had she never told me? Why had this been such a secret? Then I found the last postcard, dated May 1996. Hi, Mom and Dad. Things are getting a little hairy here. They have us laying low because the drug cartel is not happy that we're trying to provide education to the women and children of the village. The organizers are trying to get us out in the next few days. I will see you soon. Give Evie a big hug and kiss for me. I love you, Ava. I sat there in complete silence, consumed with emotion. My mother never made it back. She cared for others more than she cared for me, and I was the one who had lost out. How could she leave me? And why had my grandparents covered for her all this time? My eyes started to fill with tears. I was mad at all of them. But I was also proud that my mother had risked her life to help others. I went outside to get some air and to just decompress in the sun. But then I heard Mr. Brown next door, and I couldn't help my curiosity. I needed to find out what he knew. Poking my head through the bushes, I must have startled Mr. Brown as he jumped when I said hello. Jeez, kid. What are you trying to do? Give an old man a heart attack? Sorry, Mr. Brown. I, I didn't mean to scare you. He looked at me, his face turning to concern. What's wrong? 
I opened the trunk and read the postcards. Why didn't anyone ever tell me? Why was it such a secret? I questioned. Your mother was a free spirit and always wanted to help people. Your grandparents knew they couldn't stop her, so they agreed to take care of you when she was gone with the promise that she would never tell you what she was doing. They knew her work was dangerous, and they didn't want you to follow in her footsteps. He paused to study me. Are you okay? I don't know. How could she leave her own child to help other children? What about me? She knew that you would always be cared for, better than she could ever do. She was not one to be tied down. So I was an accident? She was a young woman who was filled with passion. So I was the result of a one-night stand? Evie, your mother loved you dearly. She was so proud of you, how smart and beautiful you were. She was also fearful that you would want to be like her, and that was something that she could not allow. She struggled leaving you, but she believed that the women and children in South America needed her more. Thank you, Mr. Brown. I turned and walked back through the bushes. Once inside the house, I closed the trunk, locked it, and then slid it into the corner of the room. I found myself saying, I am not ready for this, and put the key back on the windowsill. Today's episode is brought to you by Healing Words Customized Meditations. Written for you and only you. To learn more, visit www.healingwords.online. Reminder, if someone hurts you, look at their actions through the lens of love. You may not forgive, but you will at least understand.